Hello, welcome to episode eight of Sports Island. We are back, as is the Premier League, along with me. (laughs) (laughs) Along with me today, as usual, we have Rohan and Kean. Hello. Hi. And let's round up what's happened between our last episode. Um, we have... David Luiz got a red card, <laughs> David Luiz gave away a penalty, David Luiz gave us one of the worst performances in defensive history. You Premier League football is back! Point. Um, 3.3 match rating. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he did. I can't do this. I really can't. Um, yeah, Premier League football is back uh, on Wednesday night. Um... Two memorable games for two very different reasons. Um, one of the defensive masterclass. <laughs> I'm sure that we'll go into plenty of detail with them. Moving away from the Premier League, we have our first title that has been decided properly, not with the season cut short. Um, Bayern Munich have claimed the Bundesliga title. I mean, to be fair, they basically won it before the well, not really. They were four points ahead. Yeah, but and they had to play Dortmund, but... Once they beat Dortmund, they won it. Yeah. Um, in other news, um, all sport has pretty much got a deadline date to come back now. Um, cricket, I think, 19 days until we get a test versus the West Indies. F1 has put a schedule together as well. Um Live competitive golf was back last weekend. Um, so in the sporting world, everything is relatively coming back to normal. Um, where do you boys want to start? Um, football, Premier League, David Lewis. What? Actually, before David Lewis, I want to talk about Chelsea quickly. Oh yeah, that's a good start, Rohan. That's a good start. Because um, yeah, I know you say it's a good start. That's, we'll a, that's a good start. Any, anything that's not Arsenal is a good start. <laughs> Yeah, so um, obviously Chelsea have had the transfer ban and they haven't been able to buy anyone. They've been playing their young players. Uh, and now all of a sudden, they've gone and signed Timo Werner, signed Hakim Ziyech, strongly linked with Kai Havertz. All of a sudden, you're thinking, is Tammy Abraham going to play? Is Mason Mount going to play? Uh, no. What are your best thoughts? No, they're, they're, they're done. Which I think is a bit... It's a good signing and bad signing by Frank Lampard. Like, they needed another striker, but they sort of sort of like not help the youngsters which is like his whole thing this season I think Mount will play I think Mount will start I, I don't think, think both of them I think both improved themselves to at least get another season I don't I, don't, I don't think, think they will I don't think Tammy Abraham will start I think I Mount I think Mount will start um, I think he'll sort of play Zayac on, on the wing he'll play Werner uh, up front um, I think Ziyech might play on the wing, though. I wouldn't put Mount on the wing, he's not fast enough. No, 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 that's what I mean, Ziyech on the wing. I'd play yeah. Mount in sort of that, sort of, just number 10 role. Um, I think I think there's a space for him in that team. I would be very concerned if I was Tammy Abraham at the moment. See, I'm surprised Chelsea haven't bought a defender. Because if you look at their team this season... David Luiz is for sale. <laughs> every every part of the, their, their attack's been decent. Their midfield, their defence has been shambles, and yet they've gone and bought two very good attackers with the prospect of the third as well. See, I don't think they have the money to do that. You know, I don't know where they're getting this money from. Well, the fact that they haven't signed anyone for a year and a half—that is true. Yeah, 
Mm. I'm just surprised they haven't gone for a defender. Because both of those players haven't played in the Premier League, so who knows how long it'll take them to settle in. And they can't defend, so they've got to be outscoring opponents, so they need them to settle in straight away and start scoring. Fair point. It's a fair point. Um, yeah, I think... I mean, even more hilarious is Werner snubbed Liverpool to go and move to Chelsea. That's I'm telling you, spent the last six weeks going on about how much he loves Liverpool. How much do you think Chelsea offered to pay him? Probably a lot more. Yeah, I was going to say, they... Um, Liverpool, I think Liverpool made a mistake by not signing him, you know? I can't. I've said this all along. I don't think I can see Salah there next season. I, I've always. I think. Yeah, but it could be true. I don't think anyone's going to buy. I think Mane might leave if anyone leaves. But I think because when when Mane and Salah don't perform, no one else scores goals in that team. Yeah, that's kind of true. And it's that's like he doesn't though. He, he scored his first goal in Anfield in like fifty days, like just before the end. That's a good point. It's like, no no one in their midfield scores that many goals. Player of the year, Jordan Henderson, has scored three this season. <laughs> and so it's like, they need someone else. So I think they made a mistake. The sound of Mane get injured, it's almost, not over, but it's very difficult for them to go and win as many games as they have. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd agree. Um, I think, I mean, good for. I think that's great sort of news for Chelsea and Chelsea fans that they're still attracting these sorts of players. Um, Yeah, I think it's very, very good move. Um, And I guess he he's coming in July. Is that right? I think. Yeah, yeah. If he's coming in July, he won't be eligible for Champions League, will he? They're out of the Champions League. Well, they've got a second leg to play. Yeah, didn't they lose, like, what was the score at home to Bayern? Don't know. Yeah. Don't know. Rohan's familiar to those sorts of scores against Bayern. Uh, what? Hey, you can't count either. So are you. That's, like, let's, years let's ago. Keen, let's look at those recent results. Let's face it, the best team in London. Keen, at least we're capable of beating them away. True. You still lost, like, 10-3 with aggregate, though. Nah, that was another time. At one time, we lost... 4-3 we, we lost 4-0 at home and beat them 3-0 away <laughs> that just sums it up doesn't it um, right let's move on to it then um, I thought Arsenal Football Club was in a really good place before the break I thought we were looking I we were looking I told you they weren't you didn't we were, look, we we were we... looking pretty solid obviously invincible in 2020 um, uh, how did that go? <laughs> well, we survived longer than you, Rohan, so I wouldn't necessarily make. Who did you lose your invincible record to in 2020? Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Shut up. <laughs> no, no, I, think we should. I think we should talk about it personally. But... Um, and then it's everything, as Arteta put it, everything that could have gone wrong in that game did go wrong. And that's not even get that's not even getting started on the whole Ozil situation either, which just is just another minefield. I was pretty much lost for words on Wednesday the, the, night. That Wednesday performance is what Arsenal would be like without Aubameyang, because Aubameyang just didn't do anything. That is, that is how Arsenal would play without Aubameyang. 
I well, we started really bright, um, and then obviously the two injuries just screwed us over, and then conceding that goal before half time, we were never getting back into it. Um, I think there's got to be some big performances in the next few games. I mean, away to Brighton, that should be a goal fest. Um, the concerning thing is, is we haven't won away from home against the top six in about three years. Um, and for a team that's looking to get back into Champions League football, you are losing... You're losing thirty around fifteen to thirty points a year or a season, Um, and that's just it's just not good enough. Especially when you've got a team like Tottenham who are just as bad. (laughs) Um, I I won't even argue this time. This season, you've got a point. Like, we should have beat you last season away. We had a penalty in the 90th minute. I mean, I'm sorry. We should have beat you last season, though. Um, It's not great. um, But one thing that I can take out of the game is there were some decent performances in there, but also we could have lost... By who? who? Well, someone like Ceballos coming off the bench, the energy that he gave... Like, the the team spirit still there. That could have easily been 4 or 5-0. Yeah, he didn't have Leno in goal. I think he was the only player that did something that game. That was decent. Yeah, but I think they saw. I mean, obviously we went an hour without a shot, which is not ideal. Um, but I think there's some positives that you can take from there. Even as an Arsenal fan, there are some things that you can be, especially in that first half. There were some solid, solid enough performances. Early, I know you're grieving and everything. So I'm not going to say anything, but carry on. But it's just how can one man <laughs> play <laughs> that bad? I I uh, just I'm lost for words at this point with David Lewis because you, uh, do you remember at the beginning of the season everyone was like, oh what a bargain, oh they bought an amazing player for eight million pounds. Yeah, shut up. <laughs> yeah, um, it's all it's all backfired. It's it's. You'd have hoped that this this break would have given him a chance to look at it and say, right, I need to improve. I've made mistakes coming into this break. I need to iron those out and start off on a high note. Yeah. Uh, then he didn't start. And then when Mari got injured, he was probably thinking, right, I can just look. I'm still deserving of a starting place. He did the exact opposite. The thing is, I just I remember the beginning of the season, everyone's like, oh, Maguire's not going to be as good as David Luiz, we paid £8 million. Pounds. And now I just sit here thinking, I'm like, yeah, we have paid for Maguire, but Jesus Christ, at least I'm glad he was as bad as David Luiz. Yeah. Because, like, David Luiz has honestly been a joke this season. Like, I can't think. I, okay, he's had some decent football, but he's, he's honestly been awful. The worst thing about it is, like, when I didn't think it could get any worse, when he then comes out for his interview after the game, I mean, I've never seen Jeff Shree speechless until that moment. And he comes out and he says something about a decision that he made two months earlier about his contract. As if that's going to make it any better, you coming out and saying something like that. 
I just, it's like, I get that probably was a decision that you needed to make, but don't come out and tell the whole world about it. It's not helping his case, really. It's just... It's just... It's ridiculous. And then... The Ozil situation. Oh, my word. So, obviously, we heard at the start of the game, he wasn't in the 20-man squad. Um, and... Mikel Arteta was going to explain after the game in his press ma- post-match news conference why. He comes out after the game and says it's a tactical error. Uh, sorry, a tactical error. Tactical decision. Why couldn't you say that at the beginning of the game? I mean, it's stupid anyway. You've got one player, in your, one person in your team that, yes, has not, not been amazing over the last few but the one person that can make a pass that will allow like, your strikers to do No, no, no. He shouldn't, he shouldn't be playing. He shouldn't be playing. Who should play instead of him, though? He shouldn't be playing. Who, who has got a quality? He is not. He team? is not good enough to be on three hundred and fifty thousand pound a week. He is not good. Enough. Ollie, forget all of that. Forget all of that. He's getting paid to sit at home. It doesn't matter. Yeah, who but it's the only way we're going to get him out of the club. No, but who in that Arsenal team? Who in that Arsenal team is going to do what he can do on his? Day? I would rather Never sacrifice mind. this season and play youngsters to get Ozil out of the club for next season. Yeah, what? Even if you lose, and then next season the youngsters aren't anywhere as good, and you don't replace Ozil. That's all right. Well, I think for I think for the sake of Ozil and his career, he should have left Arsenal two years ago. For the sake of Arsenal, they should have gotten rid of Ozil last season, not two years ago. I think Ozil is a player who, on his day, can be the best player on the pitch. But his day is so so rare nowadays that but Arsenal don't have anyone else to do it. They don't. Their midfield is so yeah. But weak. how how else are we supposed to do it without playing him? That's yeah, you have, you should every play time Ozil steps onto the pitch for Arsenal now, it's a gamble. Is he going to be the best player on the yeah, pitch or is exactly. he going to be the worst player? Yes, but do you gamble the risk that he might be good or do you just stick with the fact that the midfield's not going to be good? No, exactly. you know, I think, I think that for the remainder of his contract, at the very least, just get him out there because you're not, you've yeah. not got anything to lose. He's not going to make your team any worse. Let's yeah, yes. but, w- so yeah, but my argument badly, would be, if, if, if he, he plays badly, doesn't matter. If he plays good, then it's easy to sell him. If he, go, if, he go, if he goes in the summer... But we don't replace him, then no one's got that experience, and we're going fresh into a new season. I'd rather play the youngsters, someone like Willock, in that position. If this is, this is, for us, this is a three nine games. Play, play At best, we might, we might, very unlikely, we might get Champions League football. We might get Europa no. League football. It's unlikely, but it's. A, I would rather risk playing the youth. And trying to build them up for next season, rather than play a has been, who is trying to either why not impress anyone else who wants to buy him. He's just I I I would I'm happy with Arteta's decision that he's made. He clearly doesn't I, want anything to do with him. He, I think he's made. I think he has made a mistake with the whole Ozil situation. I get everything you're saying, but I I think he's made a mistake there, and I think it could hurt Arsenal. At the same time, I think I think now with the injury to Xhaka, you could play Özil and youth. I think you could. Nah, you bring in bring in Torreira. Mm. That's that's also. Yeah, risky. but he's another he's another player that's not been doing well for Arsenal. That's also. I, I, I beg to but differ with that. Him? Just he hasn't started. I he's had, I think he's had one bad game this season. What Torreira? Yeah. No, no, he, he's not been playing well this season for Arsenal. He's had some good games, but 
he's not been the level he was in his first season. But he hasn't he hasn't started. No, but when he has played, he hasn't been great. And it's it's again it's the same thing. It's the same situation with the Ozil thing. Maybe not as bad, but it's a similar thing. It's like you would play Torreira over one of the youngsters because you know he can do it. Yeah, but I you, think that you wouldn't play Ozil over them because there is a different situation. But it's very similar. I think that's different because you know Torreira's a lot more likely to stay on next season. But would, if if Arsenal got a substantial offering for him, would he stay? Probably not. Yeah, well, true, but and he's linked away with a few clubs. As but well. he's not on three hundred and fifty thousand pound a week. Yeah, but the ma- the money doesn't matter, Ollie, because he still. It does for do a club thing. like Arsenal. I'm not going to get Champions League, or Europa League football next season. No, but he's still getting paid. He yeah, but get he's, he won't money. be paid next season. If he plays really well this season, that's another season which is going to be in 50-50 in Mesut Ozil. How well is he going to play? It's another year of paying him £350,000 a week. Yeah, but then you got then you got, then got to be like, I'm going to use him for this season and as soon as someone he's going. Yeah, but, but it's, it's, it's hard to get someone... We've been trying to get Ozil out of the club for the last year and a half. Yeah, and do you know why no one's coming in for it? Because he hasn't played well. No, it's because he doesn't want to leave because he's still playing football. No, he's not. He hasn't played much football for Arsenal this season. Yeah, but look no at one, last no season. One is, no one is coming for an offer for Ozil. No one is coming in for an offer for Ozil if he's sitting at home. Same with Gareth Bale. No one's going to go in for him if he's at home doing nothing. So you, in in this case, would you not try and make Ozil look like a more attractive prospect? Getting him to play some football. If he gets a few assists, a few goals here or there. It helps Arsenal, and then if other teams are like, okay, maybe he's not as bad as everyone's making out to be, and start thinking about putting an offering for him. I see what you're saying, but I I would prefer him not to play at all. If, as you say, it's a free nine games for Arsenal, why why not play Ozil, build a team of youth around him for those last nine games? Because. But with his experience, he might. Uh, I know this is a long yeah. shot to say, but do no, no, I completely agree with you, Rohan. Do you know what Cantona did for the class of '92? Yeah, I, I, I completely agree with you. I think he did something like that. But Rohan, Rohan, my issue is with that is Ozil plays number ten role. If you play Ozil, you can't exactly build a team, build a youngster to play number ten role in the same team. You're either going to play left wing, no, or he's going to play CDM. He, no, he's saying that his experience will rub off on other players and how to like so just game management you know 10 minutes left one nil up Ozil knows what to do in that situation the youngsters may not they may be fast. I wouldn't exactly call him a role model no but I'm saying not saying he's wrong it's just his football experience him playing a lot of football he'll know what to do if, if you're Ozil one nil up in that late situation you might see a young player start to panic you might see them start to exactly Ozil, and that's what he would use the experience to say, right, everyone calm down, this is where we keep a cool head, this is where we do this, this and this. Yeah, I'm exactly. not saying he's obviously defensive. But I don't, I don't see him as that sort of person that would do yeah, that. But you say that, but he hasn't done it. No one saw David Beckham as a captain, and when he was captain, he's brilliant. Yeah, but mm, I wouldn't put Ozil in the same bracket as David Beckham. No, I'm not saying that. I'm saying there's no point making these judgments about him yet, because he hasn't done it. I know, I get that, but I just feel it would be an un... I feel it's a risk whichever way Arsenal take it. It's a risk if you do play him, it's a risk if you don't play him. But I think 
the risk of you not playing him, if it does pay off, then it's great. You're going to start next season brilliant. If it doesn't pay off, you haven't lost anything this season. But it's the same way with uh, starting. Yeah, if you do play him, you end up, what, fifth next season, get Europa League football. Sorry, if you do play me, plays well. You get might get fit. You might get sixth or fifth and get Europa League football. If you play me, plays terrible. No one's going to put in an offer for him because he's dreadful, and you have to keep no him for another season. Anyway, no one's putting an offer in for him. Anyway. Yeah, but uh, the, if if he really cares about football, he would want to leave. If he's not playing. Yeah, but still, no one's putting an offer for him. It doesn't matter either way. If he plays terrible, he's not getting an offer. And if he doesn't play, he's not getting an offer. So the only way that could possibly get an offer for him is that he plays well. And to play well, he's got to start. Or play football for Arsenal. You see, if he plays... In my opinion, if think... he plays well, he'll stay. See, I don't think so. I think Arsenal's had enough of him. That if he plays well, he's staying. Also, I think Arsenal as a football club handled the other situation awfully. Well, yeah, it's not... I, I think they've done a poor job with that the whole from when from when it began, I think they've just done a poor job. I think Ozil hasn't been great either, but they've just done a poor job. And I think that's not really helped his whole situation. And then the fan biased against him. But it's hard for someone like Ozil to go against a contract within three hundred fifty thousand pound a week. Like, yeah, no, and I get that. But I think Arsenal have disrespected him a lot. And in I don't what way? Why. He was your best player for like three seasons. No, he was not. No he was. way. He was, when well, Sanchez he was, was there, he was better than him. Ramsey for the last two seasons was better than him. And no, the last two no, seasons, Aubameyang was better than him. I'm saying like what? From like 2014 to like 17, he was amazing for Arsenal. He wasn't and our best player. Is, I won't be our best player. He was what he was your best player in what he was. No. But Sanchez couldn't do what he did without Ozil. So straight away, he was he was the, he was the thing that Arsenal needed. In that he didn't even season. start every game. Yeah, but he was amazing for them. And then as soon as I, I he dropped off that, that next he, season, Arsenal disrespected him completely. I agree that and he that's was where the whole thing in that period of three or four years. I agree that he was excellent for Arsenal, but I wouldn't say he was their best player. I put him maybe top five every season consistently. But no, as no, no, I think there were players who were better than him in those I, seasons. I think you take Ozil out of that team, Arsenal don't do anywhere as well as they do. No, I beg to differ, but that's a story for another day. Sanchez in those few years, though. Yeah, a team, without, a team without Sanchez between 2014 and 2016-2017, Arsenal are doing no way near as well. Yeah, that's, but Sanchez fed off Ozil. But we'll move on, because there's no point going into that. Yeah. Um, let's look at the other game. Um, nil-nil, but that doesn't really tell half the story. Um, yeah. How bad was that? Um, for those that don't know, um, so goal line technology with the watch, um, the ball clearly went over the line and there was no signal of a goal. The excuse that they made was that the cameras were blocked. What I do not understand, if that's the case... Fair enough. However, was it the Tottenham Man City game? I can't remember which game it was. There's a penalty appeal. They go down the other end. So a good, what, 30, 30 seconds, 40 seconds. 
there is another penalty field. They bring back the play to check the first penalty. This is like a minute and a half later. Someone in Stockley Park, surely it doesn't take you a minute and a half to see the ball going over the line or not. It wasn't even close. And obviously it's a great result for all of us. But... It, come on, guys. This is, like Help me out here. This is just... You know, it's... It's The worst part is that apparently Michael Oliver's watch went off at half-time. Which just makes it worse, <laughs> really. I mean, I feel sorry for Michael Oliver. He's our best referee. There's nothing he could have done about it. No, it's by no means his fault. My, my question is, in a situation like that, why doesn't the VAR intervene? Exactly. If they've got angles that the goal line technology cameras don't, even if it was blocked, the, ca- the TV camera saw it. That means that Stockley Park could have seen it. That means the VAR could have intervened. But for some reason they didn't. And it's not even a time thing because we've seen before that players been brought back for it as well. Yeah, exactly. You know, it, if they can bring a minute and a half of play, then they can bring back another 30 seconds to watch the TV cameras. Yeah, it's... Not only was the ball over the line, the net was bulging. <laughs> Like, that's, that's a clear indication of goal. It's a bit of a strange goal to concede as well. I mean, we haven't even got into that detail, but it is a strange... Yeah, the keeper should have done much better there. Yeah, he got away with one there. Um... Yeah, he really did. Um, you'd think that, you know, if it's as clear as that, if the ball is in the net and the net is bulging, Michael Oliver could have maybe seen... I suppose you could say, yes, the keeper... You could have been a key... I don't... I, you cannot... But... I don't think you can. I think I think VAR should have done better. Yeah. Should have done something there. I don't know if it's within their jurisdiction, but in that situation, I think... Oh, come on. Common sense has got to take common over. Common sense, yeah. All it has to be is, uh, Michael, I don't know what's going on with your watch, but that ball's clearly across the line. Even if he goes to the pitch side monitor and has a look at it. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's not something which it's going to stop. It's not going to change the game for the worse. In that situation, the common sense there should tell them that's a goal, give it as a goal. Yeah. Um, If they're going to use VAR for for things like penalties that happened two minutes ago, then surely they can use it for that. Exactly. Exactly. And I'm sure that Chris Wilder will feel just as as hard done by as, say, Frank Lampard back in 2010. Yeah, exactly. It's just one, especially if Sheffield United are doing so well. I mean... Those That's two points could have been... You don't know how important those two points are going to be come the end of the season. Yeah, especially um, because the teams around them. Wolves haven't played yet. Spurs haven't played yet. Well, that that was their game in hand. Oh, was it? Sorry. Yeah, that was their game in hand because City-Villa was the um, Carabao Cup final. Oh, sorry. Yes, yeah, you're right. So that was their game in hand. So that could have been huge for them. But that could have been huge. Hopefully it doesn't make too much of an impact. Uh, let's look ahead. We've got a full game week um, next three days. Obviously, the pick of the match, just before we sort of came on air today, I think I fell asleep listening to Rohan and Kean talk through Tottenham United predictions or whatever. Um, so, you're welcome for avoiding all of that. Um, how do we see this one going? I've no idea. It, it all depends, I think, on, on whether Spurs can remember how to shoot because yes Kane is back but the last thing we want to do is be relying on him the whole time 
that everyone seems to look to Kane for goals and forget that we've got players like Son, Lucas, Lamella, Lo Celso, who granted is injured. I'm sorry, did you put Lamella in the same category as Lucas and Son? I put Lamella there because he's capable of scoring a goal when he plays well. So is David Luiz, but he's not that. He's not in that category. Maguire can score a goal when he wants to, but I don't put him in the same class as our strikers. I'm not putting him in the same. I'm not saying he's anywhere near as Son or Lucas, but. You know, he's still he's still able to score goals as well as anyone else. The, the point is, the point is, really the point is that Spurs need to stop looking at Kane and saying, "Right, Kane, please score a goal for us." They need to remember, yeah, we've got ten other players on the pitch. Well, nine. I'm not saying Larissa's is going to score anytime soon, but you know what I mean. And you might get a penalty and bang it top right. <laughs> Funnily enough, I don't see it. <laughs> I don't know. Is more capable of scoring an own goal. Yeah. It is one of our three predicted games this week, so... It's, it's either going to be really high-scoring or it's going to be nil-nil. nil-nil yeah. What have we, uh, let's start with Rohan. Let's start with the Tottenham fan. Tottenham at home. Let's we'll test your confidence levels. First game back. What have you gone for? Because we've got a fully fit Kane and a fully fit Son, I think it's going to be 2-1 Spurs. I'm going to be optimistic. <laughs> okay. Um, Kian, something tells me that yours is not going to be the same as that. <laughs> no, no. I, just because it's Mourinho and I know exactly how he's going to set Spurs up and I haven't seen this United team play together, I don't think United will win. But I don't see Spurs winning either, so I've won 1-1. One, one. Fair enough. Um, I... I'm sort of stuck a little bit. I... Don't see Spurs. I I see United winning this. It's just really? whether I see, yeah I the f- I know it's we've had a three month break, but the way that United plays were be- just beginning to gel together before the break. And I know it's obviously three months off. Yeah. It's not quite the same. They looked really really good, um, and I just don't see Spurs in that anywhere near that bracket at the moment. Um, it's whether I can see Spurs scoring a goal. I'm going to go... Oh, yeah. I'm going to go 2-1 United. Um, I... Yeah, I... It's one of those things. It also depends. It. I think a major part of the game is how... United, how United will defend. I think that's going to be a big part of how this game's going to go. Yeah. I think if they look good in defence, it's going to be yeah. It's going to be a fairly straightforward win for them. I think if there's a couple of shaky moments in there, I think yeah. that's what will bring the game closer. But I yeah. think, I think the power's in United's hands this game. I know they're away, but obviously no fans and all of that. That makes difference. United like playing away. I, I take away games over home games at the moment. I think I think the power's in United's hands, um, and that's from a relatively neutral opinion as well. Bear in mind, I don't exactly want either team to win. Yeah. <laughs> um, the thing is, how long do we think it's going to take to orient Al Rashford in the box and give the penalty away? <sighs> that's the main question we've got to consider here. I think not long at all, knowing Orie. That's for sure. Bro, you guys don't know how excited I am to see Rashford, Bruno Fernandes and Pogba on the same pitch. Like, I said this when, when all of them were playing separately. Okay, granted Pogba wasn't amazing, but he did alright at the beginning before he got injured. Bruno's had a decent impact, his work rate's been great. And Rashford's been brilliant all season. They've all played well 
I want to see them play together. And I think if they take, if they something clicks there, sorry, Rohan, but I think it might be over. Yeah, it, it only takes one game just to score four. It, yeah, I I see what you're saying. I don't think it will happen every game. I I think I think it's not it's not a risk. It's definitely not a risk. But I don't think it will happen every game. But if you can get it one yeah. in three games, then you're looking really really good. It's it's dangerous. That I'm I'm, I'm excited because I really want it to it, work. It's, it's like our front three. Obviously, it's not it's no way near the same. And I'm not comparing them in any way, shape, yeah, or form. Yeah. But say if we can get them going one in six yeah, no. games like we did. I can't yeah, remember no, who that really... is it. If they, if them two hit the ground running in that game, it's it's pretty much over for the other. Yeah, team. exactly, exactly. I think because them two will score if they're both playing great football. You see their connection up front; they're scoring three goals. Yeah, exactly. I think it it it's a dangerous prospect. But then you compare; it's actually very similar. You compare to Arsenal's front three, where it's like a one in six is being very generous. Say United midfield is one in three. This is the gap between. Arsenal United and a team like City where you've got David Silva, Kevin De Bruyne yeah. and Fernandinho who have an off game, say one in six. That is the difference in quality at the moment between yeah. the top two and the rest sort of thing. See, my thing with United is their team is amazing. It's very good on paper. Yeah, on it paper, is. On paper, that team is so good. But in real life, it's a very different story and it really annoys me. Yeah. Because it's like, you look on paper and you look, you put that Man United first team up against each other. You've got Kane, Son... That's all I'm scared about in that Spurs team, being brutally honest. And then I look at our team, Rashford, Pogba, Bruno Fernandes, Marshall on his day. But it's like, it doesn't matter how good they are. I know what they're like in real life. And I know they'll somehow find a way to mess it up. If you just put them, Man United slap them, but it's United, so I know what they're going to be like and they'll somehow mess it up. Yeah, I think I think it's going to be a good game. I'm looking forward to it. I think I, it's going to be a good I, game. Um, yeah, as am I. Um, if, you, if you hear me on water just start screaming you know either Spurs have done scored or Man United scored <laughs> yeah um, let's have a look at so we've got two other games this week um, we've gone Bournemouth Palace I wanted to sort of include one oh, that could go either way um, Bournemouth not in the best of form neither are Palace to be fair um, I'm expecting I'm expecting a big resurgence from Bournemouth actually I've been really disappointed really? with them so far this season I think I think they're going to they're get a few wins under their belt. Um, See, I'll back Palace in that game, you know. Well, I haven't backed Bournemouth. I've gone nil-nil because I just feel it's going to be oh, one right. of those games. It's going to be a typical nil-nil draw. Um, yeah. But generally, I I I can see Bournemouth avoiding the drop. I haven't looked at their next few games. But, yeah. What, have you, what have you gone for, Kian? What, what's... One little palace. I think on pay again in terms of quality, like neither team's been great. Palace have Zaha and Ayu that one opportunity is the big balls in the back of the net. Yeah. Uh, they've got Josh Ding and Cam Wilson, but they've been god awful this season. Yeah. It's like Ayu's been actually alright for Palace, and I think if he gets one opportunity, it's going in the back of the net. So that's why I think I agree with you. I think it'd be very close, and I think it'd be really cagey. Yeah, I think each team's gonna get an opportunity, and I'm thinking who's most likely to and I think Palace will. Yeah, so yeah. Rohan, similar thoughts? No, actually, seven nil Bournemouth. We've all gone for different results. I've gone for one nil Bournemouth. Oh, that's good. I think we've all gone similar. I think Bournemouth are gonna come back firing and all cylinders. I think they're going to have. They have a point to prove. They want to stay. I up. think they should do as well. I think. Um, 
I feel sorry for Eddie Howe because I think the job that he's done, I don't think he's it's a his brilliant fault. Man. I've written so much. Yeah. He's a great manager. I don't think it's his fault. I think the players have let him down this season so far. And I, that's, that's why I said I expect I was urgent from him. I just don't see this being a very entertaining game. Yeah, I, I think I think that obviously they're, they're going to they're gonna want to fight now. I think they're realising that they're in danger. And players like Ryan Fraser, Josh King, Callum Wilson, who haven't been all that great this season, They've all got points to prove. Uh, you look at Josh King. In each of the last three seasons, he's at Palace at least one. Uh, and he hasn't done that this season, so you think it's overdue. Um, Do you know who he scored against this season? You know one of the only goals he was against Man United when they lost? The yeah. one goal. Is... It's a good goal, Matt. Yeah, it was a very good goal. <laughs> <laughs> it was a very good goal. Uh, he's going to want to, to prove himself, to prove that he's not uh, just burnt out and I think the same goes for Callum Wilson because he was riding high when he was selected for England you know that was his peak and he won't want to crash down go back to being nothing again um, someone like Ryan Fraser as well who you know last season he was excellent and this season he's he's sort of he's you believe like these players are linked to like Chelsea United and Arsenal last season I mean, in all fairness Ryan Fraser is still being linked to Spurs and Arsenal yeah, but Spurs, man. Spurs are being linked with, like, players from Norwich. No wonder he's playing dreadful. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't want to leave. He's trying to get Spurs, leave me alone. Who wants to join us at the moment? Let's be realistic. He's that's why. <laughs> he's getting used to feel like what it's like to play Spurs. <laughs> or Arsenal. <laughs> um, uh, right, let's have a look at our final game. Liverpool are two games away from lifting the title. Uh, um, Merseyside Derby. Has anyone gone against Liverpool? I, I wanted to put five nil Everton, but I just couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> I really wanted to put it's it. two biggest stakes. <laughs> oh, yeah, first no. Lewin's going to score a hat trick, guys. Um, Mate, don't forget, forget that, bro. Sadibi's going to be bombing down that right hand side. Nah, it's going to be dig name Sadibi on the east. Bro, those fullbacks, they know we're going to hit them. You know what? I can see Everton pulling off a shot here, you know. I'd love it if it happened. Bro, if it happens, oh my god! I just want Liverpool to absolutely collapse. I just want I just me and Rohan were having a conversation about this yesterday. We don't dislike Liverpool. We don't dislike the team. We think they're brilliant. We just can't stand the fans. The fans ruin that team. And and the worst part is, it's not even all of the fans. No, it's it's like that might that small group that you just want to punch when you listen to them talk. It's like, oh yeah, we have won the league in 26 years, but we've been the best team since then. Like, shut up. You are so delusional. You're it's like, every team has them. Every team has them. Man United definitely have them, and I'll accept that. But the Liverpool ones are another level. And it's like, that's why no one, like, well, not no one, but that's why people don't like Liverpool. It's not the team, it's the fans that ruin that club. And I always feel kind of sorry for them, but nah, it's just... Because I like Liverpool as a I think they deserve to win it after this long. Oh yeah, no, I said, I said, just restart the season. If you're going to win the season, at least give them the title because they're going to win it this season. If they don't get this season, they're winning it next year. It doesn't matter. And this Liverpool team is absolutely brilliant. I have huge yeah. respect for everyone. I have respect for the, everyone in everyone in that team apart from Henderson. I knew that was coming. I knew that was coming. <laughs> Obviously, you knew it was coming. This but as you say, it's that small no. groups of fans that just make you want to see the season voided. It, it, it shows the extent, I said this yesterday, but it shows the extent of how bad they are that te- the Premier League comes together against Liverpool. It's like when Watford beat them, 
everyone was celebrating. Not just Watford, but Everton fans. Also, especially everyone was celebrating. A West Ham fan. I know West Ham fans that were happy that Liverpool lost. I'm like, why? You and it's just because the that's it shows like it, I would rather City any other team to win the league apart from Liverpool because of the fans. I I genuinely just because of that, and it shows like the extent. And it's like they really need to calm down, but. Granted, Liverpool deserve it, so it's like you know what, they're fair enough. Yeah. You just have to accept it. Yeah. Um, what have you gone for then? Let's start with let's start with you, Kian. What have you gone for? I'll go through my I'll go through my thought process. Initially, it was like five 0 Everton, <laughs> and I was thinking I was steaming a bit, so I was like, nah, five 0 Liverpool. But I was like, nah, Everton are gonna put up a fight. So it went down to three 0 I was like, can I see them scoring three? Yes, but for me, those players are probably not. So I've gone two 0 to Liverpool. Fair enough. Uh, I've got exactly the same. <laughs> yeah. Warahan? I, I said Liverpool can score three. Also said that... Do you I think Everton are going to score? I think it's going to be 3-1 to Liverpool. Yeah. Oh, I can't I see Everton scoring. I can't see it. I can't see them scoring. I, I think... Well, we don't know. You never know. You, you know. do never know. What's his name? Liverpool Which one is this? Calvert-Lewin can come up with a power out. header. Alisson forgets he's playing football and it goes in. <laughs> no, no, seriously though, I think Liverpool will be 3-0 up and then they might just slip right to the end. Yeah, no, I can see that I, I can see that happening. Can someone, can one of the Everton players break Jordan Henderson's legs? Like, I, I don't even care. They lose 7-0, but just do that for me. Please. <laughs> I can, I can see Keane's back from Keane, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, Ian's yeah. um, attitudes to certain players over lockdown have not changed one bit. Bro, there's two things that I hate about football. One is a Liverpool fan, the small Liverpool fan, and Jordan Henderson. <laughs> it's being fueled by the fact that he got nominated for Player of the Year. That's not helped it in any way. That's made me hate him even more. <laughs> Um, the current standings, actually, because we had two weeks of predictions in the Bundesliga. I'm on, two, one. I'm on two points, uh, Rohan's on four points, and Keane's on three points. So it's all quite close. How, how am I on three? I missed a week. Nah, nah, nah uh, I only included the first two weeks. Oh, okay. I was going to say, I'm pretty sure I missed one. So I was like, oh, I thought it was going to be like, Rohan's on six, or he's on four, and I'm on like two. Nah, so nah, nah. It. It's, it's all good. I, I, I'm confident with my predictions this week. <laughs> I have no idea. I mean, I want, I, 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 I want all these predictions just to be right just for their Monday night win. <laughs> <laughs> um, just at the other games, can we see any other shocks this week? Uh, Chelsea are away to Aston Villa. Can't see that being particularly... Really? I, I, I can see a little shock there. Aston Villa fighting mm. relegation. Jack Wheeler screamer. A second, uh, a second game as well at home. Are we used yeah, to it? I could, I could see it. You know, I think it'll be routine for Chelsea up until the 85th minute, and then Villa will score one, and then they'll have to. <laughs> yeah, that's how. I just need, I just need Chelsea to just lose all their games. <laughs> um, like Tammy, Tammy Abraham just have a fit that they signed Timo one and just refused to score any goals. That'd be great. Uh, I'd appreciate that. Wolves away to West Ham. No. Not gonna. No, I think I think Wolves will be able to take that. Yeah. Really, I think West Ham might win that. Yeah, um, relegation. And I, I back in, in the relegation fight. I always back the relegation team. No, I don't. Because I think Wolves are going to be hot. If there's if there's one relegation threatened team that I would back to be coming up fighting, it's Norwich. 
No. No. They, they will come up by it, I agree, but they're not going to win. No. I don't, I don't, what about, do we, do we see Arsenal pulling off a shock against Brighton? Uh, yeah, no, in your own words, it's going to be a goal fest, and I'm playing 3 0 to Brighton. <laughs> <laughs> you can't talk about being away to Brighton, right? Now, can you? Well, I can't talk about <laughs> <laughs> No, I'll back off. I'll back off. I think I'll think be a 2 1 about Bamiang Brighton. An- another, another shock there, then. <laughs> yeah. But I think what? two long balls, and Bamiang's going to go past three players and score. Yeah, they park the bus. The funniest outcome for that game would be if it's 2 0 and Ozil gets two assists. Yeah, it <laughs> <laughs> he won't. He's uh, not. He won't uh, even uh, be in the squad. But no, no, no. Ozil gets two penalties and scores both. And that's a goal and an assist, basically. Two goals and two assists. Um. Yeah. Well, we'll see. It's good to have it all back. Um. Finally. Yeah. I'm not happy about Man United's games. I'm actually worried about the next one coming up. Like they're not. Here you go. Oh, home to Sheffield United next week. And then everyone else is in the relegation fight. And then away to Brighton. Yeah. And then Everyone else is in the relegation. Home to Bournemouth. <laughs> oh, Josh King will turn up for that one. Bro, can you? I know you will. It's so stupid. Away to Villa. Ooh. Tell you what, our is looking pretty nice, to be fair. Our oh, is hard. Like, everyone's like, oh, man, you've got it easy. Cause they're, no, they're all fighting for relegation. We're, they're we're, better than all the top yeah. teams. We're away games. to Brighton, away to Southampton, home to Norwich. Then we've got three points. Then we're (laughs) then we're away to what home to Wolves, away to Leicester. Yeah, those are the two. Those are the six points dropped. Those are two difficult games. Yeah. And then oh, then we've got an easy one away to Tottenham. That's guaranteed three points. (laughs) Then we're at home. Then we're then we're at home to Liverpool before away to Villa on the last game of the season. Is it any point looking at the last game? Do we care about that? <laughs> yeah, Arsenal are going to slap Liverpool. It's going to happen. I'm telling you, 5-0 Arsenal. The reason for that is because Liverpool are going to play their under-10s again. I don't, I don't care. Can you imagine? I don't care. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, it's going to be good. I'm looking forward to the game tonight. Um... Me and Rohan, well, we are, but not really. <laughs> well, yeah. Could it be, a, could it be another red card potential? Hey, Orion's going to shoot for Rashford. I'm telling you, it's happening. <laughs> Actually, just before we end, um, I wanted to get a quick word in about Rashford off the pitch and what he's been doing. Yes. What? Yeah, I think that's Rash- a Rashford great... for Prime Minister. Come on. <laughs> I, saw, I saw a picture of a, a street sign um, outside the town that Rashford was raised in. Yeah. Uh, someone hung yeah. A, ban- a banner up there saying, Rashford won, Boris nil. Yeah, there's been all it. No, Honestly, I rate him so flat. I rate him on the pitch, but off the pitch, he's even better. Yeah, uh, huge respect. It's one of these yeah. things now, I think, because I've seen it in other sports as well, with sporting stars. At this sort of time, you can really see the real true colours of players. Like, you understand? You yeah, can, you can see the ones that are doing it for the money, are doing it for the sport, or just doing it for the community. Um... And that is just the perfect example of yeah. someone who wants to help, who's fighting yeah. for what they believe in, and it is just brilliant, brilliant to see. I, I think it's the, I think what makes it even nicer is that he was born in Manchester, in like the deprived area, and you know he's become who he has. And the fact that he's English as them. well, it just makes it brilliant yeah. as well. Yeah, he plays, he plays for his home team. He came through the academy. He's English. He's twenty-two. 
and he's doing more than Boris Johnson will ever do in the future. And on that note, we were time to end the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, great way to end, Rohan. Um, thanks, guys, as always. Um, probably try and get another episode out next week reacting to Tottenham Man United being abandoned. Oh, um, <laughs> I don't even want to think about that. Yeah. <laughs> Finally having sentenced you. Yeah, think, exactly. I, think, I agree. I think if, if Spurs win, I'm not coming on. Okay. I'm not coming on so um, you'll be hearing from me and Rohan next week. <laughs> Only you can't be saying that. You're back in my head. Kid, I can't say much about Arsenal because it's going to happen anyway. So I've got to pick. <laughs> I've got to pick yeah, my fights now. Oli's got to support at least one North London club, right? Rohan, the day I the day I support either top the day I support either top or United, something has seriously gone wrong yeah, in the world, the and I mean seriously. <laughs> Cannot stand either of them. Um, thanks, guys. Um, thanks for listening. See you next week and have a safe week. See you.